Yo, what up, what up? It is 9 o'clock. This is the Talking About Life podcast. Today we are lucky. We have another guest. So thank God and the universe for continuously providing the energy that, you know, brings us the guests and brings the positivity that makes people want to come on the show. So today we got Hefe Zen Rasta. Just going to do a quick little looking at the bio here like we do for the guests. So we got hashtag friends. We got enthusiasts. Um, we got at Rhea to infinity, Emma, Irene, you could explain that we got hashtag sure, sure karate black belt. Awesome. And then we got at U I U C alum philosophy and religion. So what is up? What's good? Um, like I said, your name's obviously Hefe Zen on here, but you let me know how you want me to refer to you for the interview, IRL names, government names, Twitter names, whatever. It is all good. Um, but why don't you let me know what's good and what's going on? All right. I'm happy to be with you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Great. Perfect. Okay. So yeah. So my name is Jeff. My name is Jeffrey. Uh, but I say my loved ones call me Hefe, so that's why I put it up there as my as my name. You know, it's been with me since high school. So the story behind that is I took four years of Spanish. I'm not a native speaker, and when we chose our names, I looked at all the names available. Could I be Rafael? Could I be Manuel? And I'm like, I'm I'm myself. I'm the closest thing to Jeff, which is Hefe. Bro, that is fucking hysterical because as I'm sure you're well aware from yeah. your story, Hefe means boss. So I don't know. Did your teacher let you get away with that? They did. They were okay with it. That's because dope. Is that a like I don't know, you know, I'm I'm not a native Spanish speaker either. Is that is that a common name in Spanish speaking languages and cultures, Hefe? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, you know how some names are like like, I don't know, I have a friend whose name is Royal, and, like, Royal means royalty, but that's also his name. Like, is Hefe a regular name, or it just means boss, and it's not really people's name, and she just let you fucking rock with it? Yeah, absolutely. So, no, it's not It's not a name at all. It is a title. It's you. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. That's fucking, it. that's yeah. dope. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, and, and what is uh, whimsical about it is that I'm, a, I'm the boss of no one. You know, if anything, I'm a pointer. I'm a pointer to the boss. And the hope is that we all see and agree that that's God, right? You said you're a box of no one? A boss of no one. Oh, a boss. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you cut out for that. Yeah, that makes much more sense going with what we said. Yeah, bro, I love it. Yeah, the boss is God, bro. The boss is the universe, source, however you want to refer to it. I personally, I don't subscribe to one um, particular religion, um, but I am spiritual. Now, since we are throwing around, you know, the term God here, um, you know, and the, like I said, the interview is kind of free flow. We could go wherever. But if we're talking about passions, religion's usually going to hit somewhere along the passion scale. Um, would, you, would you describe yourself, you know, do you subscribe to a particular religion, any more spiritual? You know, what is... And sorry if this is too deep too soon. <laughs> we could we could push this off later, but like you know, you know how I rock, man. But um, you know, what is God for you? Thank you. And it's it's within my name, right? So Zen is meditation. Rasta is Rastafari. It's what Bob Marley called God.
referred to in the songs, right? It's, it's how he saw his vision of God. So for me, it's how I'm going to teach my vision of, of God. I grew up in a Lutheran and Catholic back and forth kind of homes, right? So my parents split up. My dad's Catholic and that entire side of my Hispanic family went to Our Lady of Guadalupe. And then my mom went to Salem Lutheran. And so every other weekend, I'm going to a different church, right? And going back and forth, just really sculpting, how do we approach God? You know, what are the similarities and the differences? And and where do I feel? How do I feel? You know, um, in the Lutheran church, it's more joyous, right? The songs are a little more upbeat. And I think I gained a lot more from Sunday school as a youth there. In the Catholic church, you're looking up at a crucifix with a statue of Jesus on the cross, and it's kind of more darker. It's got that more gothic vibe. The The windows are all, what is that? Um, slips my mind. How it's like stained glass, right? And And it's showing the the stages of Jesus' life, right? And so all of these images, I'm basically I'm built on imagery, you know, and, and how do we derive that feeling, that spiritual soul? How is it sculpted by what we're seeing and how we're moving through the procession of each service? And so for me, you know, I, I was pretty close to, to the church my entire upbringing, um, uh, impactful was church camp, you know, so, and on the Lutheran side, I ended up going to Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Center, and some of my best friends were made over those one-week summer camps, you know, and, uh, yeah, so for me, for me personally, right now, where I am in my life, I'm a member of Sacred City in Davenport, Iowa, and it's a gospel centered reformed church so it's much more in line with the lutheran church but what we're doing is we're going verse by verse through each book of the bible and breaking it down like that it's just illuminating the scripture and really how god's trying to speak through us to us through his word now let me ask you a question here because i've i've followed the story so far um, and maybe it's coming up. What I'm, what I'm looking for is where, where is the connection to Bob Marl? You know what I mean? How do you get, right. cause everything you said made sense, but how do you, how do you get, I don't feel, I don't feel like we didn't hit that part where you go from Jesus Christ to Bob Marley and now you're, now you're Zen Rasta. Now, I, you know, I don't know about Rastafarianism a lot either. So that could be part of my, uh, ignorance or lack of awareness or lack of knowledge. I don't know if it's compatible with Christianity or there, if there's any overlays, but I feel like that's the, you know, you get to be told part here that I'm pretty interested in here. Thank you. Um, so in high school, I came across the legend CD, you know, it's almost like the best of Bob Marley and listening to that CD all the way through, which I should highly recommend was something that really resonated with me. So 
in those moments where life hits you with those curveballs, there's something about reggae music, which Bob Marley called the king's music, right? Because Ray in the Spanish is is the king. And so what's so fascinating about that is, is reggae really the king's music? Is it music that God wants to hear? Is it is it blessed just by its essence? And you know how it just naturally has that flow of relaxing you. It's got this vibe that just is different, you know? And so I love Marley music. And that's just something that's been with me. So considering myself a Christian, I'm in the greatest relationship with God in gratitude when I'm listening to reggae, you know, right before we got on this artist named Kabaka Pyramid, he's coming up out of Tough Gong Records with the Marleys, with Bob Marley's sons. And he's just got an album that might go to win the Grammy for the best reggae album of the year. And it's because he's got Marley's on it. It's because he's got the best artists that are really expressing this just pure emotion. So that's why I hold strong to Rasta. Not that I practice the tenets or really find that to be the way, but that it's been something that's been a part of me. So where in Rastafari, so, and, and I'll give you this, this, the deep history in this faith, they looked to the emperor of Ethiopia in 1930. So when this person's crowned, this Tafari Makonin, he's a duke. And in the Ethiopian dialect, duke is Ras. So you get Ras Tafari, and that's how they called him, right? As he becomes coronated as the emperor of this country, he becomes Haile Selassie. And so the, the Jamaicans see this, the Rastafari see this as the second coming of Christ. They point to him and say, no better ruler, no greater man. He's coronated as the king of kings, the lord of lords, the conquering lion of the tribe of Judah. They prescribe all these titles that Jesus held. And what's so fascinating about that is just the affirmation that they found, that there was something in their souls that stirred that said that's the truth. For me, I can't argue that. For me, I know Jesus was... Jesus is, right? So are we waiting for his return? It's something that's on my heart. It's something that I think that whether we see it or our descendants see it, I believe in it. That's just how I hold to faith. Was it this emperor? No, right? He knew better. He knew he wasn't. But what's special about that is that there's a longing right? There's a longing for what the truth actually is. And so as I created this Zen Rasta meditation on the Most High, I'm saying, I see where we are. I see the worship music we have, but I see that we have to go further. We have to long longer, if that makes sense, and hope for this Christ figure to have been, to be, and to will be. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm personally not, I don't subscribe to any particular religion, so I can't say I agree with you. You know, I'm not here to necessarily disagree either. Uh, my, my view is I, I respect all kind of 
anything positive. If you're not hurting somebody, whatever your philosophy is, I don't, I don't think, you know, my, I have this whole other thing. I don't think you could know anything. I think knowledge itself is, is an illusory concept. Um, so all religions require belief. I don't love the idea of belief. I'm more of a gambler trying to f- figure out the best probability of things. So that's, you know, that's kind of my thing. Um, but yeah, bro, dude, I, I respect it a hundred percent. Um, I think, you know, Christianity was a religion. Um, I wasn't like heavily raised with, but my mom is Christian. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what sex she was even raised with. I think she was raised Catholic. I don't even want to misquote that. Honestly, I'm like, so kind of confused about religion. Cause my mom is a uh, Catholic. My dad's Jewish. It was a whole thing growing up. And I was like, kind of confused between the two and all the rules, honestly. But, um, you know, I did go to churches. I went to a Christian youth camp for a while. For a while, I felt like that was the right religion, and that felt good while I believed that, while I was in that, before I went back to just being confused and feeling like you can't know again. Um, but I, I like any, you know, so I, he- I hear in your voice, I hear all the good things I like about religion. What I don't like about religion is when people use it as a reason, you know, to fight, to argue. It's, it's separating uh, each other. Because I think if you understand any religion, the core tenets are all of them. I really do avoid that stuff. So it's not to follow the rules to create arguments. It's to follow the rules to not create arguments. So if you're following them in a way that just creates more tension and violence and hatred and fighting, I personally think maybe you're not doing it the right way. That's just an opinion. <clears throat> not you personally, but you know what I mean? <clears throat> um, but yeah. So, you know, my thing is if you're bringing peace to the world, I'm with it. And I love everything you said. I love Bob Marley. I love the idea, um, you know, of the light trying to make the world a better place. I understand that there's this longing for God in people's lives. There's a longing for spirituality so much so that, you know, some people, like you said, felt like, oh, this is the Messiah that's come. Other people feel like, no, the Messiah is still coming, but it's all coming from that same uniting place of, you know, we believe, we believe in something. We believe there's this higher force. You know, it's, it's a powerful force. It's a positive force. It's a, it's a oneness that connects everything. Um, you know, and that's, that's where I think totally hundred percent we can align despite having not exactly, you know, the same religion. Now question I want to ask, cause I kind of jump right into a religion and, you know, clearly you are passionate about it. So it totally fits the theme here, but where would you rank, uh, you know, your religion kind of on importance to you or passions like is it like the number one passion or, you know, would you put like business, religion, you know, family or, you know, you know, kind of where, where do you have it and what's your ranking? And then whatever your ranking is, I would say if it wasn't your number one, then jump into your number one. I think right now we all know V friends is our number one. Hell yeah. You know that. What I find so interesting, fascinating about where we're approaching the community with V-Friends, with the concept, it's almost, this is how I've seen it, is, is Gary our rabbi? Is he, has he gotten us to look at all the things that we should do in life, have better morals, have patience, have gratitude, all these concepts that he's teaching us and reiterating to us, encouraging us in, those are all tenets of of faith, right? For me, yes, faith is number one. That is that is it. That's the, the hope we hold on to. Um, and then as... I continue sculpting myself, right, on this journey. Martial arts is second. It's so important, right? Because it was who I was as a youth on my own. It was the definition of 
the man that I'm going to become. We'll talk about me in front of the TV as a kid. I saw Power Rangers and I knew, yep, that's what I want to be. I want to be a Power Ranger, right? I saw the Green Ranger and it was game over. How do I become that guy? Because that guy was right away. That's it. That's the the pinnacle of strength. He was that motherfucker, uh, bro. He was that dude, bro. He was the fucking plug, basically, bro. He was the fucking. He was the G. I remember, bro. I remember Power Rangers. Everyone be the Green Ranger, bro. I'm with you. Sorry, go on. Hundred percent. And so, then it's just kind of been like living that out. You know, I mean, how how as a kid can you sit and watch that first fight scene between the Red Ranger and the Green Ranger? And say, that's what I want to be. And then now I am that. Now I am that martial artist. You know, I got I got to practice last night, which gratitude towards my wife that she would allow me to have that hour of time. And it's just going to be with me. It's going to be a staple. You know, I'm I'm a first degree black belt, but there are 10 degrees of black belt. Can I make it in my style? Will I be promoted up? You know, we'll we'll find out what other arts will I practice? And so it's exciting. Um, but that leads me into the, the other half of my soul, right? So as we talk about faith and religion, we talk about spirituality. I do believe we all have souls. I think it's that heartache, that gut ache right at the center of your chest. I think that's where your soul actually physically is. Uh, it's nothing that you can hold in your hand but it's this energy that you just feel it's within the depth of you and i'm on, I'm on the souls uh <laughs> that's what a funny way to phrase it just how it's gonna come out i was gonna say i'm on the souls train as well haha ha, pun not intended oh, I, at the time now let's go but what i meant to say is i i also believe in the concept of souls you know just to throw that out there go on, go ahead thank you so uh, Raya to infinity is the other half of my soul. So she is Alma Raya. She is a realtor in the Quad Cities, and she's doing incredible work. She was born in Mexico and grew up there. Her family had raised all their children in Illinois and then moved back to Mexico, started a farm, and she was the last to be born. So she was born down there. And so her point of view, right? Her perspective is so refined from she's literally grown up in the dirt, right? That's her thing. Like when we talk about what we played with as kids and I had the Green Ranger dagger till it was stolen by another kid, you know, she's like, yeah, no, I had dirt, right? That's what I had. Yeah, like a Jacob's Ladder or something. Have you ever seen one of those block toys they have on farms? Right. And, and so it's so refreshing for me to have her constantly reminding me of my materialism, of my, you know, off perspective that just isn't in line with that's not what we're really here for, you know. And so I'm so, so lucky to have her. And then Emma Irene is our beautiful daughter. So this year she's five, and that's so exciting because we all chuck up five. That's something we do in this V Friends community. But to have her excited and throwing up a five, too, this year, that's been something so special. 
Well, congratulations, brother. I, as I think you know, I think you saw you congratulated me. But uh, I'm recently a girl that as well, and it is a sweet motherfucking feeling. So right on, right on, bro. I, I, I know how you feel, and I can't wait to just see my own daughter grow. Five, ten, hundred fucking million, bro. I hope I live forever to see her live forever kind of thing. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, bro, I, I'm sure it gets sweeter at every stage. And it does, and it does. But then you miss the infant years and you miss when she was two and you miss what four was because you were so excited for five because you knew kindergarten was around the corner so I'm in the sweetest spot right now but so are you you know and it's so exciting so I'm so excited that we have this bond and I think it's something you and I are going to carry because we're just going to be able to bounce back and forth the experiences yeah 100% bro I mean you know I, and I don't know how you grew up, but like, you know, I got a mom, I got some aunts, I got a grandma. I don't have any sisters. I, I have some female cousins, but like, you know, bro, I don't know how raising a girl works, basically, you know? I don't know, not, you know, I'm not going to say I don't know how girls work at all. I'm not, you know, I'm married, you know what I'm saying? I'm living in life. But like raising a girl, I never seen someone do that, bro. I was never like firsthand account. I don't know what they need at what ages and stuff like i don't i don't know i don't know when it's appropriate to put on makeup you know so i'm gonna be leaning on my wife and stuff but I'll, i'm sure i'll also be talking to you like bro like are you guys doing makeup over there yet or when do you <laughs> when do you do that what do you you know that type of shit absolutely we remind her that she's beautiful without the makeup but she loves to play with lip gloss and anything she can get her hands on she loves to stand in front of the mirror and just be just like mom and it's the cutest thing in the world yeah exactly you know so i i feel the same way you know you don't you don't want to you know i don't want to raise my daughter in uh you know the fucking classic capitalist like you, you gotta feel ugly like the commercial says unless you put on the makeup but you also don't want to be like no you're not allowed to like have this part of femininity that makes you feel close to your mom and other women who like do it. I don't know. These are all things I'm thinking about. I don't know. It's like, I never thought all the way through being a parent. I, you know, had some considerations, but now that I'm here, it's like, huh? Like I never fully decided on some of these things. Like, I guess, uh, I guess we'll do it as they come, but you know, I have my ideas in place. Absolutely. And I'm glad we're both mindful of that, that it's their expression and we can only encourage their inner little being and how they're going to grow. And that's the most special thing. And so as I talked about being a martial artist earlier, I might be able to convey that with a passion that is just constantly burning, but nothing make, makes me smile more than talking about Emma, talking about what it's like to be a girl dad. And that's got to be the greatest thing. It just is. I would have to agree with you. <laughs> I mean, so far, I'm, I'm very new to the as, scene, but uh, so far, uh, I agree. That we're talking about life. Life didn't make sense until this point. There was no point to the life of Jeff, right? But now it is. Because I've got a little girl that's seen Spies in Disguise. And in that movie, have you seen that one, that cartoon? I have not, but it, it sounds like okay. I should check it out. Put it on the list, Spies in Disguise. So in the movie, one of the pigeons is named Jeff, and she cracks up. She's like, your name's Jeff. You're a pigeon. That's precious. Politely, I remind her that I'm a perspective pigeon. Hell yeah, baby. Shout out V-Friends.
I know. Imagine life with me. <laughs> Everything's turned to V, friends, right? The patient panda hoodies on the on the couch. The gratitude gorilla's in bed cuddling her right now with her kitty cat white. Bro, I think I'm lucky. Like my daughter, I think is like my my like safety pass. Like my my wife respects V friends. My wife is not a V friend. She's not all about you know my passion for V friends. She supports me, but for a while she's been like you know what the fuck are there all these toys. So now I'm like oh yeah like well they're my toys and 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 the baby's uh, toys. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> It's like, what are all these fucking stuffed animals doing? And it's like, because we're having a baby. She's like, but didn't you buy these? Like, when did you buy these? I'm like, no, no, it's, <laughs> right. uh, it's for the, they're for the baby. That's what they're for. Not for me. Are, are our wives going to be ready for the Squishmallows later this year? Oh, fuck yeah, bro. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm getting to, like, I'd be buying, I'd, you know, otherwise it'd be like, Ian, what are you doing? You know, cause I, cause I don't just need one, bro. Like, you know, there's six fucking plushes, bro. I need, I need all of them. And not every time, bro. But if, if I have the money and it's like, okay, it's this or that kind of thing, you know, I'll, I have some other things that I have already. Bro, I get hype about these fucking merch, bro. I like the characters. I like the way they look. I, and I like, bro, and I do like that I could share it with my child. You know what I mean? That she's going to grow up with these things that I already think are cool. They have positive characteristics around them. Bro, like, not to just end up this and make a fucking V-Friend shilling face. Uh, sorry, V-Friend shilling space, which is easy when I do this with V-Friends because we all obviously love it. But, yeah, just on the child aspect, it's... Yeah, I can't wait for the Squishmallows, dude. I'm happy with the the plushes that we have now. I like the little hard figures, dude. It's it's awesome. It's it's gonna be everything. I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, I grew up with Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z, and as cool as I think Piccolo is, and as much as I wanted to be Gohan, you can't really teach that. That doesn't have a practical thing. Like, well, except for you, you ended up being a black belt. You. You might have you might have got more out of that than I did. I also watched Dragon Ball Z, and I also went to karate. I did not make it as far as you did, but I think we did. I think we did get influenced by those shows. Maybe if we maybe if we had V friends, you know, maybe we wouldn't have been in karate or something, or maybe we would have done that. But maybe it would have been like you watch Dragon Ball Z. That's where you get the uh, urge to fight and be strong. But then like. You know, who taught who was there to teach me to be genuine like a giraffe or practical like the peacock? Or, you know what I'm saying? Be the bigger person, heart, uh, scary monster. <laughs> no, I know it's not a monster. Right. I think that one looks kind of funny, though. No, but, I you know, know. I know. Yeah, that's the. Yep, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll just, we'll see what we can do with it. I think it's all up to us. And that's the one thing that I don't hear us really hearkening back to with one another is. Are we pushing these concepts? Are we working on these attributes? Are we encouraging these characteristics? You know, like morals is a struggle. Where's my morals at? Like, that's a real, am I operating out of what I want and how I see and, and what have you? Or am I really going back to say, what are right morals and how do I approach the world with that? As my PFP is a moral monkey bite, you know? Yeah, and the thing with morals, I mean, you're religious, right? So you know you're going to pass certain morals onto your, you know, children and family through your religion, um, which is a good staple because a lot of people without religion, I'm not saying people without religion are immoral because, like I said, I'm not of a one religion, 
Um, though I probably will, or not probably, though we have agreed to raise my family Jewish because my wife's family Jewish. Um, my Sorry, my wife's family is Jewish. We're going to raise our family Jewish, our daughter Jewish. Um, but technically, I'm not even allowed to be Jewish because my mother's not Jewish. So even though I'm totally with it, it's like, whatever. It, that, that's what it is. Um, but, you know, my point is, my point is a lot of the morals come from religion, um, but even with religion, even, even, so you have at least one of the good things because without it, it's like, yeah, you kind of are totally on your own. At least religion is kind of like a, a starter pack. But my point is, is for the kids these days, I think we need a, something that's modern because yes, there's the stories of the Bible, but I don't know if they transfer as well. You know, like not any disrespect to any religion, not disrespect to any you know, the Bible itself or anything like that in the most respectful way. I'm just saying, if you are going to teach that as your religion, which is total, I'm fine with, you know, pe people need to teach it in a way where they go, okay, here's this story, um, you know, about Jesus and he was on the beach and like casting your pearls before swine. And it's like, I just don't know. Like even I've heard that story several times growing up and I kind of get it, but it's like, I don't know. Is there, is there a way to make that about like a couple kids that went to school and like something with Twitter? Or, like, is there a way to recontextualize these stories or the morals or some part of it? So you, so you could just get it through to kids' heads. Cause some of this older biblical stuff, I think, I think it just as, as, as a kid, it, like it didn't match up with my world. And then I fear like, you know, yes, I am going to raise my daughter with Judaism. There's a lot of good morals in Judaism as well. But how do I make sure some of the older, more archaic or the language that it doesn't fall on deaf ears with someone who's raised with like, beep, boop, beep, boop, you know what I mean? Like the techno scene, the electronics. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think music, <clears throat> I think exactly where you went with that. It's how are we going to encourage the the teachings to continue so have you heard of modest yahoo i have okay brilliant all right because that's the other album um his youth album so while i'm listening to legend i'm listening to youth and that is it like fire descends from on high in the shape of a lion you know that's it right off to mount zion those lyrics those are so important to me that's that's just part of who i am you know and so 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 exciting for me to have that you know just be a part of how my heart beats right yeah i mean music is definitely one of the better ways that's um that's one of the reasons and again going back to v friends it's fine <laughs> we don't have to avoid you know overshilling it whatever it comes up it comes up but uh you know, the songs they're doing, you know, I don't love all the songs, but some of them are geared towards kids. And that is one of the better ways to remember whatever you're trying to remember. I, I know even when I was um, learning Spanish in high school, one of the ways I would try to get it to stick was I would, and I forget if a teacher had us do this or probably, probably she had us do this as an assignment. And then I just kept was like, oh, you could keep doing this. It helps you get better at Spanish. But you pick a song that you like that it either is in Spanish or has a whole Spanish verse. And then you learn what that means in English. And then like, once you could sing it and while you're singing it, you kind of know what it means. You know, if you've never done it, it might sound strange, but it just, it just kind of fuses it all together. Like the music, the meaning, the sound, the word, the moment, and you just, you learn it better and you learn it faster. So, you know, music has this power to do something that just regular reading doesn't with the rhythm, the rhyming, the, just the whole vibe of it, the, it makes you want to dance. It kind of gets your body involved. 
getting your body involved. There's certain studies that says like it could help with memory if you're, you know, moving or something while you're doing certain things. Don't quote me on that, but there's something about it if you want to Google it. Um, so yeah, I like the idea of music and be friends. And there's some other things on YouTube. And, um, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of like Baby Einstein. That's not morals. That's like, you know, kind of just getting the brain stimulated for my infant. But starting at different ages all across the board, I do think music is a good solution. Have you heard of like other... Um, like what? What other musical things uh, have you heard of? That's a good question, right? What other? In in what context? What other music? Like for kids, that's like got some lessons in there, but it's catchy. But you know, the blend, the blend, the blend of like, okay, this is a decent song kind of thing. But okay, this is there's some lesson in there. There's something you know moral or good for kids because you know that's that's what i think works so it's like i want to find as much of that as possible so i got the v friend songs it's like what else do i have i got baby einstein you know i'm trying to trying to strap up my uh dad girl utility belt here i mean dad girl girl dad i keep fucking up my before words. i get my... excited no i love it before i give my two suggestions how do you feel about adaptable alien Bro, I fucking love Adaptable Alien. I don't know if you know this, but Adaptable Alien is like, like I have two probably favorite V friends. And before even the Willful Wizard became the second one, Adaptable Alien was number one the first. I'm all about aliens. My brand is Alien Inks. I, I always say since yeah. I was a little kid, I felt like I was an alien. I, I fucking love the Adaptable Alien. That's cool. Yeah. Now, okay, let's talk about this too. Were you reading any of that Lil Wayne or was that just all memorized? No, that was 100% memorized. That's one of my favorite songs. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And just, of course, that was the golden era. It was beautiful. But we will continue. So Encanto, right now, what Lin-Manuel Miranda's done. Encanto's brilliant. We we watch it every day. Wait, wait, so wait. Hold up. I'm it. so sorry to cut you off. I know I've been talking a lot. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Are you telling me the Hamilton guy wrote Encanto? yes <laughs> holy shit what a fucking i just had like an aha moment okay go ahead that's awesome i've seen hamilton yeah. hamilton's fucking amazing i've seen encanto encanto's amazing didn't realize they came from the same brain cool moment go ahead yep we bridged the gap now we got to get him to become a v friend that's all <laughs> yeah yeah so what's so exciting is we see our own family in that story like the abuela her name is alma my wife's name is is Alma the story about her having to raise the kids on her own? My wife did that, right? With only the faith of the burning light, you know, and just the whole entire thing. And so then my daughter sees herself and is just like, I'm Mirabelle. And it's just the craziest thing. It's too cool. So, so it's exciting. So that's just one little thing because it's just upbeat. It's got history. It's got, you know, all the things, the passion, I, you know, the different ways people cope, the way that the two sisters see themselves and they kind of relate to, to the family. It, it all ties in together. Um, besides Encanto, there was going to be another one that I was going to suggest. Hmm. Before Encanto, but after Frozen, there was another one that was really good. There was a movie called Sing that was pretty good. I don't, I don't know if there was like a lot of morals in the in the. Yeah, we liked Sing. No, but this was Turning Red. Turning Red came out. Oh, later. I liked Turning Red. 
Yeah, yep, that's what it was. That you know, she loves that one too. And just getting her to sing, "You're Never Not by My Side," you know, that, that, I love that. So, just those little things. Yeah, growing up, I also my mom uh, would expose me to like Broadway shows. Sometimes she would take me to the city, or sometimes we would just like watch the you know the movie version or whatever on TV or a recording of it or something. But I I do agree, music in all in so many different ways is a. Uh, it's a beautiful way to learn, and sometimes you learn even without learning in some ways. just kind of diffuses in through os- osmosis. Yeah. So now I did grow up with a little sister, so I did have to watch Cats all the time. Cats, the uh, the musical? The musical, yeah. Did you ever go see that? I think I've, I saw it like once or something. I didn't see the new version. There's supposedly some new, and I've been meaning to. It's a new version. It's like super fucking weird. It's like some trippy shit. It's like, like they remade it. Did you hear about that? Yeah, Taylor Swift was in it. It wasn't as good. It just, it's different. You can't, you can't go into it with the lens of, oh, I know what Cats is because they did something completely different. So, yeah. It was yeah. fucking strange. I I usually like things that are strange, though, or at least like kind of like them, or dislike them a little bit, but like the experience overall that it was different. You know what I mean, kind of thing. Right. So, oh yeah, hundred percent. And and that's another thing I was going to bring up as we talk about the songs. Like, I wondered, does everybody have these V friend songs memorized? Like, are we going to sing these in the audience with each I other? Don't have memorized yeah. yet? I'll tell you that. There's a lot of songs, bro. They're they're fast with the you know, releases of the songs. Now, Adaptable Alien, you... I think maybe I could buy, like some of the earlier ones, Rare Robot, Adaptable Alien. It's funny, bro. I talk like they've been around 100 years. Those are like the classics in my mind. Um, those crazy. I could fuck with. But yeah, like some of the newer ones. There's like a, all the Halloween ones. They came out with so many. I'm like, I, I didn't, I don't have those down. Now, did you hear my my hoodie song at this um this winter collection yeah. drop. Oh, the raps you, you were doing, you were. I think I don't know specifically which one was, but you dropped several, right? You dropped a few different raps across the merch drop, no? Right, yeah, right. Bro, I had fucking the one. Dope, bro, I heard all that shit. You're tearing it up. Sick. Thank you. I'm. I'm gonna put it on right now. I'm. I'm just gonna do it real quick. That way, Play it for the fucking the... folks, bro. Real quick. Okay. So, it's that all black hoodie with the patient panda blue. Make me take a couple steps back to think it through. Gratitude's a must, so in grateful gar we trust. Embroidered stitching leaves me speechless. It's just competitive clown. The fives are rocking year-round. Imagine it on fight night draped over the pound for pound. Selfless, the attribute of those who put the needs of others front the wants they may impose. My anaconda don't have a verified blue, but authentic as they come, every slither straight and true. And that's a wrap for v friends winter 22 snap 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 baby hell yeah motherfucker bro that was dope i'm just that was, I, I love it i love that i was inspired enough to be able to string those together because each piece of the collection deserves that deserves that highlight and really right in the middle where i say that what if we got that fighter what if we got that you know, that top pound for pound ranked, you know, person to rep the competitive clown in their own way, however. But it just, it's an exciting thing. It's something to, of course, manifest and see the future for. And it's not about bags. It's not about, oh, and then the stock of it's going to go up and la-di-da. No, it's about 
people are going to see these concepts, attributes, characteristics. They're going to be encouraged by it. They're going to want to encourage others with it. We're going to be operating out of different fuel just to approach the work day. And that's the scope of it. I love it. Right, dude. Like, you know, it's not perfect throughout V Friends because some people still are just in it for the money, kind of like you alluded to. But it is such a higher proportion of people within V Friends that you will find that share the same genuine desire that you and I have. That is, you know, yes, maybe I want this or that. Okay, you said you mentioned, you know, you have some materialistic tenant. Sure, nobody's perfect. But you and I and so many people within VFriends have a genuine desire of, I want the world to be a better place. I want it to be better for me. I want it to be better for my neighbors. I want it to be better for my children. I want it to be better for their children. I want the overall bottom level of the economy. I want all those people to not be suffering so fucking much, even if not everybody's equal and not everybody can afford a fucking yacht. God, I wish the people who were suffering the most just weren't suffering so goddamn fucking much. Even if they ever never own a yacht, I wish they didn't have to fucking, you know, worry, you know, at, at the at the very in the very worst countries or even parts of America that they don't know where their next fucking meal is coming from. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, like, I think these are, you know, and, and this, you know, that's a thought in religion. That's a But I think this, like I said, despite not having the same exact religion or I don't like to subscribe to a name or whatever differences we have. I don't think any of that shit's fucking, you know, important to focus on differences when there's the commonality among them. And that's really the force that brought you to those things and brought me to the things I like. It's it's that driving force of let's let's cooperate instead of compete. And yes, in the V friends, there's friendly competition. But as a fucking society, dude, like like as a human race, bro, let's like fucking cooperate a little bit more. Right, dude. Like like I feel like I, don't let me speak for you, but. That's got to be what we both think. Let's fucking cooperate. Yes? Like, as a species? 100%. Anywhere and everywhere we can. You know, language as a barrier is so frustrating, but it is that dare of how close can you learn someone that doesn't convey the concepts the way you do, that doesn't speak the language? How can you get them to gravitate, right? How can I lend myself to someone who doesn't speak English or it's their second language, you know, bridge the gap and expel the barrier as often as I can. And it's, it's a challenge, but it's, I'm up for it. Dude, I have a hard fucking time in English. You're translating this shit. I can't even reach people, motherfuckers that speak the same tongue. I speak that I was born with as my first language. You know what I'm saying, bro? I know. I know. That's that's how do it. I translate that's English it. to English, bro? You know, <laughs> right? Learn that first, and then we can figure it out. I know, and we almost have to because it's it's how like the English language de- has developed over the last ten years is a little different because everything's a shortcut, and you know, to speak properly is its own its own art now. You know, but I love it. I love it all. You know. Yeah, bro. Everything's a fucking reference of a reference of a reference of a reference, but no one saw the original fucking movie anymore. You know? Right? No, no. Actually, absolutely. You are absolutely That's right crazy. because um, every everything we say is is just a phrase. I learned the phrase, and now I'm repeating it. It's not that I learned each word for word. Almost, it's like, oh no, I heard that on that TV show, so then now I say it now. You know, oops. Yeah, dude. Or or even like 
like I mean, a hundred percent with phrases. Phrases go like across like much longer uh, periods of time than I was even thinking. But I was thinking like like um, you know, I think I saw something the other day. I was like around kids, my family, someone else's family. I don't remember, but but I saw it was like a cartoon, and they did a pie in the face gag, and I go, oh, that's funny. That's like some old Bugs Bunny stuff. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's like Bugs Bunny, man. It's the the pie in the face. Bugs Bunny came up with that shit, and he probably stole it from, like, real-life actual clowns who did that shit at a fucking circus, and that's probably the original reference. It's a circus I've never been to, but at least I have the awareness that, like, well, that's probably where Bugs Bunny got it, or he got it from the Three Stooges or something, you know, some shit like that. Like, that's probably what it was. Now I'm seeing in a cartoon, and they don't even know, they don't know Bugs Bunny, they don't know the Three Stooges, they don't know circuses are, like, a real thing you might be able to go to with clowns that are pieing each other in the face, and it's like, but you're laughing at that joke. And you have no fucking, I guess, you know, I guess no matter what, it's funny to see someone pie someone in the face. But I'm like, but the, no, but there's context. Like that person, whoever wrote that knows the context I know, but the young audience that's not the writers that's watching it, they don't fucking know there's a context for, uh, you know, people getting pied in the face on the Stooges, on Bugs Bunny, at carnival, far, carnivals, at any of it, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know, bro. It's a weird fucking... They're like, they're like, no, Wawa Wubsy does pies in the face. I'm like, who the fuck is Wawa Wubsy? The fuck is that? <laughs> yep. like, it's Bugs Buddy. They're like, who's that? I'm like, what the fuck's happening? Wubsy, the fuck is it? I know. I don't know. It's probably sound ridiculous, but I, I think you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're growing with the times as much as the times are growing up with us. You know. Yeah, it's like art, you know, that's what they say about art. Art art copies the world, then the world copies art, and then back and forth, and the whole thing fucking warps in both directions because they're both copying each other at the same time. It really is, you know, you can't really define it one way or the other. If you write a paper, you just make a stance, you know, for an English class, and you go, oh, it's this way. But really, it's both ways all the time. Let me ask you something else. I, I kind of like half like said this for you before but did dragon ball z actually uh affect your passion to become a black belt mm-hmm. yeah. years, but i just i i just packed dragon ball z on there for you is because that was my influence but uh was that was that any part of it for you yes because dragon ball z was uh middle school for me and so I'm watching Goku become Super Saiyan and defeat Frieza and Future Trunks appears. And all of that's happening between sixth and seventh grade. And I don't start martial arts until freshman year of high school. So all of that kind of helped shape that scope of like that. It just further reiterated that's the warrior that I want to be. Right. Like where the Saiyans found that there's this ape inside of them that they need to, you know, control, but be able to release. It's like, yep, nope, that's me. <laughs> right. Bro, as you said that and 100 percent me too. Right. Control the inner demon, control the rage, master the, the power, master the dragon inside of you, all that shit. Kung fu or or whatever sect of uh, what, what martial arts. Actually, yeah, let's what, let's get into that for a second. What uh, what what martial arts did you say you were in? I think you said this, but can you repeat it for me? So this is Shorei Ryu Karate. So what? So it's, yeah, what makes that different than other types of karate, and what makes karate different than jujitsu? Like, you want to go into that a little bit? And by the way, I think we have I like thirteen love- minutes. I, I think we're at a good pace, but just you know, just giving you overall awareness. Absolutely. So I'm just like the Karate Kids Karate, right? It's Okinawan Shorei 
is a village on the island of Okinawa. So you'll have Shorei, Shorin, you'll have these different villages practiced a different style. And so this is the continuation of that. So the word Ryu just means style. So I'm the village Shorei, this is my style, and it's the way of the empty hand. So it means I don't have a weapon that the the style, the technique I'm using is with without weapons. Um, now, where this differentiates from jujitsu, so jujitsu being the the skill, right? The soft skill. Um, the idea of that is how can I overcome my opponent without this aggressive, blunt force, but by using their energy against them, them, their momentum, but then using the locks and everything you see in the ground game, right? So that's why primarily you're going to see jiu-jitsu practiced on the ground, whereas my art of karate were stand-up. You're going to see kicks, your punches, and different things there. What I like about my style is we've learned small circle jujitsu and said, okay, once I have the person tight into me once i'm in the clinch or the person's grabbed me what karate technique can i use and utilize this aspect of jujitsu to hit the pressure point or get the joint manipulation get a lock and then finish the would i be right to think that what you're talking about shuryu karate is almost a little bit like brazilian jujitsu like the the kind of ground fighting you see in ufc I'm more like Lyoto Machida and George St. Pierre. Okay. I know GSP. I fucking love that motherfucker. That's great. Yeah. So Lyoto Machida was the. Machida, I know the name. I can't put his face in my head. Sorry. Go ahead. So he fought Rampage. He fought. I'm sure he fought Chuck Liddell. He yeah, fought. I definitely have seen him fight. I don't know why I can't place his face, but I've, I've definitely. The more you say it, I'm like, I definitely fucking. He's a. It's ringing in my head. But so I'm sorry. Keep cutting you off. Go ahead. And so what's cool about them is is he and his brother both practiced and they named their style Machida Karate. And so then that had me say, well, I want to have Rivera Karate, right? So that's always been something in the back burner of like, do I take my style and put my name on it and say that this is, you know, what I'm passing down next is Rivera Karate. So, I mean, do you you plan to do that? Do you plan to make your whole own style of like... uh... Like you just want to have a dojo where you teach Shoryu or you want to add your own kind of like elements and make it like your own sect kind of thing? I just want to make sure that the dojo I practice now never closes, that that energy is always kept on that mat and we do right by it the best we can. So if I pass down Jay Johnson's Karate Center and never put my name on it, I'm 100% okay with that. Now this as well, if I'm able to teach all my v friends some part of my style that is gold that's everything to me i mean hell yeah bro like you know i that's why i was asking like because bro i i agree the same way i have the same kind of priorities and mindset it's like well number one is helping the world it's not about putting my name on things like i would never i would never like sitting in front of God, like knowing what's right and wrong, I would never like go with my ego and go, no, I want my name on it. Otherwise I don't want to help the world. You know what I mean? Like, no, that, no, no, that's not who I am. But 
if right. I can do both, yeah, motherfucker, bro. I'm not. I'm not so humble. I, I. I. There's no part of me that wants my name on it at all. Like, like if it's not gonna hurt anybody and it's no extra work and like we can help just as many people. Bitch, bro. I got you. I don't know if you're saying it the same way, but the way you said it kind of made me feel like, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of that in him too. Like, it's not about me, but hey, if it's got to be about mm-hmm. someone and I'm there, I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll get grab the mic, man. Right, right, and and yeah, and I had that moment just yesterday on the mat where it's like they're learning the same form I learned five years ago, but they're doing it a little different. Can I show them how I do it? and why I do it that way, right? So there's a technique where you step back and your hands are in the air and you bring them back down to your center line. And I explained to them that it almost is reminiscent of understanding your chakras, right? How you see that line down the center of your body. So when you bring yourself to that composition, find yourself there. There's so much strength there. So if you can cross that over to your form, it's a beautiful thing. I agree. And I also think uh, it's funny you bring up chakras because when you were talking about the soul before, I wasn't thinking whether you had not a reference for chakras. But when you said the soul, I was thinking like, yeah, I don't know where the soul is. And I'm thinking I also believe in chakras. I'm thinking it's got to fit somewhere in between there, like uh, or have something to do with that. You know, I'm I'm a little bit loose on what, you know, I'm aware of a lot of things, but I I don't know everything about anything, I would say, you know. Um, but yeah, I just think it's funny you bring up chakras because I, I think that also kind of ties in with, you know, the soul and energy. And that's another belief that I have, that there are these, you know, that you do have a soul. There are these like energy centers in the body. There are like different like uh, topics or themes that kind of resonate with these energy centers and that like different things you could do, like acupuncture, stretching, yoga, like these really will not only affect the physical parts of your body, but the parts of your life, like like if you if you clear a block that's meant for communication, like you actually will, you'll start to have memories of things that you had suppressed and you'll be able to talk about them. Like people think that's some like esoteric bullshit, hippie sounding shit. I think, no, that's totally real. That 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 I feel like I've seen and experienced. You know, I believe in anything I've experienced personally. So I've done yoga. I've done meditation. I've, I've had some weird memories come up. Like I've cleared some fucking blocks, so to speak. And uh, so to me, yeah, that's totally fucking real. Like whether whether... You know, you believe in it or not. I think if you actually do certain yoga poses, you do certain meditations, you do a certain amount of prayer, you ask questions to the universe or God or whatever you believe in with a certain energy, persistence and way and belief. uh, I think you get fucking answers, man. I think you get a fucking response. Um, And I don't think I believe that. I, I believe that I've experienced that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now, and I'm not here. Yeah. No, you go ahead. Um. Let's see. Really? No, I'm I'm just I'm vibing with you. I'm right oh, there. Oh yeah. Now I was going to say we uh you know we're, we I'm just aware of time again. We have 6 minutes. I just saw you posted um at the top of the page. It looks like um looks like art you have on open sea. So usually the last, you know, like 5 minutes or I usually don't even fucking remember the last minute. I'm a little bit uh better conscious wise here. I'm getting better at the podcast as I go. I hope. I'd like to say. Um but yeah, oh. we've got about 6 minutes. It's that's the whole thing is honestly kind of like a shill for you if you want it to be. But the last six minutes is like the, let me double down on the shill kind of part of shilling myself. So I don't know if you want to talk about or, you know, say something about the uh, the, the open sea page you have up and then any other like, I'm doing this at this time. This is my next, you know, like it's a fucking TV talk show. And at the end they go, this is my book. That's this for fucking the podcast. So take it away. Right. 
So yeah, I wanted to pin that up there just so we had that because it's my way of encouraging everyone that as we're collecting these NFTs, we're able to mint them ourselves. You're able to have your own collection. Don't waste a moment of not expressing yourself. So I have four pieces up there. The first one is something my daughter drew. She drew that and said, dad, it's a dinosaur. And I was like, okay, you're brilliant. I love that. The other piece is from my wife's son. And so his style, and we see that. And I loved that it was like one of the right facing, just like we see in Oni Force and uh, as we've the seen the one called Emilio, right? Right, right, right. Yep. And so for me, I, I told him, hey, I'm going to put this out there. And if it sells, like you get a little profit and that's for you. And that's exciting, you know, to kind of encourage him on that way. He's working at Target right now. He's doing DoorDash. So I'm excited for what he's got in the future. He's souping up his mom's old infinity. So it's got lights underneath it. And it's just so exciting to see what he's capable of. So I'm really excited for that. Awesome. Um, thank you. We'll go on to the other one. So you pro- maybe if you've seen my tweets enough, you've seen the Namaste Ray praise. And so people know this about me that I'm going to put my hands together. I'm going to greet them with the Namaste. I might not say it, but it's just how I convey my, you know, just peace, right? Yeah. And then Ray, this emoji. I've named it Ray, but it's a bowing person. And that's something that we do in the martial arts. And it's something that's so important, right? So so for me to to continue to reiterate that. And then the praise hands that, that okay, as I've humbled myself, I also have to just lift my hands in praise and gratitude and exclaim and just be so, so full of everything all the energy that i've gathered just really throw that to the sky and do my best there the last piece is still here now this was done by someone that was in the alpha moon dow community when john deere went on strike she did this piece so selena jane did this piece and said hey if it sells you know that's something to help you through when you're not you know able to clock in and you're out on the line so all those pieces just they tell a story and it's so exciting and i really want us all to be able to do that with with nfts so it's not a collection with any direction but it's just a story of my journey i love it the only thing i'll warn you of is i don't know if you're allowed to use those um those emoji memoji things Oh, okay. Like, just for your own protection, because you know what I'm saying? Like, technically, someone else made those and those are art. Now, I don't know if you put them on, on the blockchain and putting them in a certain order. Like, bro, who fucking knows? I'm just saying, bro, if those come from fucking Android or Apple, sometimes those motherfuckers come after the little guy I've seen in lawsuits and stuff. So I would doubt that your shit is on their radar. But just saying, just just so you have the awareness. Thank you. I appreciate that. What would be exciting is if it got to that point. Right, and then you had to do and, something about it. Then you, like, Yeah, dude. That I think I always think that's funny, too. I thought about that. Sorry, go ahead. I'm cutting right. you. No, just, just that could that popularize the concept of it. And really, that's what I wanted my YAT address to be, would be those three emojis, you know, and what have you. So, but yeah, so we'll see if I do get any, you know, pushback i will uh, obviously post about it we'll talk about it and we'll go from there but in the meantime of course it hasn't sold and so 
no profit's been made out of it. So yeah, yeah. I'm the here there for now. Absolutely. So, yeah, as we wrap things up, I appreciate you. I love that you're the willful wizard. That's incredible. That, that PFP is one of the greatest ones because it fits so perfectly in the hex and it's so balanced. Yeah, I really do love it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for real. And this end world hunger, you know, so one of my pastors is Fishers of Men Ministries. So I have uh, an adopted child, you know, so I, I do, I'm able to write back and forth to him. And it's, it's a sponsor child, it's not adopted, but it's a sponsor child. And so his name's Yona and he's in Kenya. And so that's so exciting. So it's just something that I think is on both of our hearts that we've got a lot of work to do, but we're more than willing and we're going to put the right things in place. 100%, bro. That's what we're going to use our voices for. Not not just to put ourselves up, but to take whatever the bottom is and, and raise the bottom, man. That's that's a phrase, I, I you know, I, I keep working with that in my head. I don't know if there's a better way to say it because raise the bottom. I'm like, oh, it's got to be a more poetic way or lift the floor. I Raise the floor. I don't know. I'll pump the floor. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? So everyone's trying to get to the top. I'm, I'm trying to fucking actually take the bottom and make that higher. I'm trying to raise the bottom. I'm trying to lift the floor. So lift the floor. That kind of sounds because the floor, you know, can you lift the floor? No, it sounds impossible. That's what we're doing. We're lifting the floor. I don't know, bro. Well, Work in progress on what it is, but 100%, bro, we're here to lift the floor. We're here to raise the bottom of society. We're here to pick people from the bottom and bring them up. We're not at the top, but at least we could take people who are struggling either next to us or even above us in some ways or beneath us and then raise them in the ways to where we're ahead of them, bring them to there, bring them with us, raise them to where we are in the ways that we're ahead. Um, You know, that's pretty much it here. So, yeah, that's closing out. Any last last things here? Last mic drop? Anything else? Anything else you want to throw out to the people? Otherwise, you know, I'll just say thank you to the audience and close it out. But any any last words before I do here? Again, that Zen Rasta is meditation on the Most High. So that's our reflection of what is that energy that's getting you through the day, and just be focused on that. Find that. Let that carry you through, and that we can all share this one love. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. The way that Bob called for Africa Unite, I'm going to call for all of us, the entire world, to unite, for us to find that commonality and to grow together. And we've got so much work to do. We've got a great road ahead. And I'm just happy that V Friends follow V Friends. There you go. You heard it from Hefe. One love. That segues us into my favorite way to end here, and that is that if you haven't heard it today, you are loved. That's a message from my good friend Afakasi Brand. Haven't been to his spaces in a while, but he also does Twitter spaces, so Google him if you like. But his message is the universe is made of love. Everything is one energy. Everything is one love, just like we're saying here. And that makes you love. You are made out of love. That makes you love yourself. But since we're both loved, I could say with confidence to you that you are loved. So that's what it is, folks. You're loved. Thanks you for coming to the show. Chris Cavallo, also a previous guest on the show. Thank you for dropping again uh, in as a listener. We'll probably get another episode at some point. Same thing to you, Jeff Hefe. 
you know, we're, I'm always open to people coming back for secondary episodes, just doing as much as this uh, as I can in my free time. And, you know, hopefully, like you said, to become a voice for the world, a voice for the better, someone who spreads positivity and whatever, you know, person I'm talking to, wherever they're coming from, we're talking about life, but I'm bringing that passion and positivity to it. And that's it. We're out, folks. You are loved.